Blog Talk Radio. When I am weak, you're telling me that I'm strong. When I'm right, you're telling me that I'm wrong. But I know, now I understand. Now I see, I see yeah. your wicked plan. I'm a junglist. Urban Jungles Radio, Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio, Urban Jungles Radio. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. With your host, Danny Mendez and Andy V. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio.
about junglers. I know if it's like up there. He's, he's, he's an, elite jungler. Yeah, he's elite. <laughs> him, him and Caden at this point are, are... Are neck and neck. They have to fight it out. I think the team, yeah. they might... You know, Caden's coming up in size. He's, he's I know, dude. Now he needs to put on weight. <laughs> he needs to put on some weight, man. Isn't it amazing, man? Did you see those pictures that were put up it's earlier? Incredible, like, some of our people? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. It's incredible. It's nice. That, that's that's They were coming on, up on our sixth year. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've been doing NARBCs for four years. Wow, NARBC for four years, and mm-hmm. man, what a year this year! Possibly one of the best. I, I would say it consistently every year. It's oh, it's just, always better. It's yeah. always better, better, mm-hmm. and and constantly. So it's so hard to to figure out, you know, which one is the best. But this I was mean, a damn good one. This man. was a this was a damn good. Obviously, one. the the tops as far as I'm concerned right now. But I think my favorite out of everyone that we've ever done was the very first one we did. Even though we were only there for a day, I think it was still one of the best ones we did because it was such a guerrilla style presentation. It was right. Yeah, we just oh, it's so much fun, man. It's mm-hmm. like it, it's those days when other people uh, didn't like our presence, but we loved the hell out of it. <laughs> uh, it, it. It's those days when your, your face just hurts from just smiling and mm-hmm. having such a damn good time. Like, and you oh, know what, dude? That's every time we, we go to NARBC, especially, true. man. I, I get such a tremendous headache on Saturday nights after the auctions because I laugh so friggin' hard. I have such a great time. <laughs> maybe it's the dehydration. Maybe it's not eating properly. But I, I know that I, I can't get the smile off my face even as I'm flying home on Sunday night. But we're lucky, man. We get that in a lot of places. And... and even in Canada, with of course, oh my God, our, our yeah. Canadian jungle junkies and junglists up there, and yep. you know those guys that make it so special as well. So I, we should just get down with. It. We we've got a lot. Sure, to yeah, talk we got a lot about. to cover, man. Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot to cover, man. Great. We got a lot to cover, man. Andy, do we have a lot to cover? We have a lot to cover, man. <laughs> Attention, jungle junkies, jungle junkies, screen jungle favor. junkies. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, world famous, world famous, world famous, world famous, world famous. Urban Jungles Radio, Danny Mendes. Urban Jungles Radio, Andy V. Urban Jungles Radio, the Beast Master, Andy V. The Beast Master, Andy V. The Beast Master, Andy V. The Beast Master. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio, Andy V. The Beast Master, Andy V. The Beast Master. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. So, man, as we come up on our sixth year, mm-hmm. and Several hundred episodes. I don't even know how many we're up to this point, but um, several hundred episodes of awesomeness here. We've been lucky enough to become like a worldwide entity, like a, a fucking phenomenon, a global, global, global phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, we we are lucky to be popular in so many countries that aren't even our own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Canada, UK, Australia. Um, people there just all know and love Urban Jungles Radio, especially mm-hmm, growing mm-hmm. increasingly so over the years. And um, they've always welcomed us accordingly. So like this last month, we've personally reached out to, I think, a new record of people across the globe, Andy. Um, we visited a lot of these places. And tonight, I want to kind of just sit here and you know, take our timing and compress back into our, our role here on Urban Jungles Radio and recount the awesomeness that we've experienced abroad with, with you, our, our jungle junkies and junglists, and uh, everyone in between. 
And uh, it was a really special month for us, man. It was a really special experience. And I apologize that we were off air for the majority of it, good majority of this. But um, it was, I promise it was for a good purpose. And mm-hmm. we're going to be bringing some amazing new stuff to Urban Jungles Radio as a result of um, what we've discovered and just the way we've been fueled by, you know, the people we got to see and spend time with and all the places we got to go to, Andy, and we, we just get such a great response from. So I think right off the bat, um, we should start with the first trip that we headed out on, which was um, back to our haunts in Toronto. Um, yep. What a wonderful return to, to Canada. And I can't tell you enough how much I love our Canadian Drunken Junkies. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. We got to hang with so many of them more mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year as a result of the, the events of the weekend and, um, you know, Croc Fest, which was just amazing up there. And, you know, getting to hang out with everybody for a couple of days in a row was really, really nice. Um, so it's, it's always so nice to go up there. It's, it's a different change of pace, different atmosphere. Although very welcoming, it's just a different atmosphere, a different feel, uh, a feel, and I have such a blast going up there. But it's always so short, and it's, it's nice. always so short, man. It is, and it, it it always feels like a whirlwind type thing where we get there, and it's like, oh, okay, we've got two days to mm-hmm. do what we want to accomplish. But then it's just like, holy shit, it's just a slippery slope that starts, and then before you know it, there's not enough time to see anybody or hang out or do anything, and then. We're working it so hard, too, at the same time that we don't sit down and we don't really have the luxury anymore of hanging out like we used to. Um, behind our booth, we're usually off and gone doing mm-hmm. something, filming or recording or hosting or, or terrorizing kids with. Or terrorizing kids and dogs with. And, That's right. Uh, <laughs> with, with T-Rex. And, and, and that, yeah, and, and that should, we should get, uh, I guess, an honorable mention out to T-Rex. Um, he debuted up in Canada yep, and Toronto in Canada in September, at the man, Canadian yeah. Pet Expo. And, it was a big uh, hit. It was great. It was great. And I want to thank everybody up at the Canadian Pet Expo for welcoming, welcoming us and welcoming T-Rex. Yep. Spelled T-W-R-E-C-K-S. Yep, yeah, that's get, right. Don't get it twisted with your little hands, your little fingers. And um, Yeah, so, so T-Rex is, is uh, kicking ass up in Canada and... It was good, man. It was good to see the people. Of course, it's always nice every time at the show there's something surprising and something nice and different. And mm-hmm. Grant Crossman puts together a great show. And um, once again, he did so with this really amazing panel of um, specialists and pioneers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all kinds of amazing people in the reptile world. And that was kind of the main venue. But at the same time, there were all these other presentations because it's the Canadian Pet Expo, which is... I guess it was two of them, right? It was combined. It was the Canadian yep. Pet, Pet, Pet Expo, Expo and, and the Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo yep. combined. So um, when you walk in, it was just this ginormous facility as usual that's really large and spacious. And it's, it was shaped kind of like an L laying on its side. And the mm-hmm. long part of the L um, was basically like half of it was majority of the dogs, right? Dogs, cats. Small well, that, mammals and birds. Yeah, that's kind oh. of how the front half was yeah. divided. As always, it was, you know, the cats, dogs, birds, and small mammals. A lot of artists and products. I love and, I love the artist session. Yeah, yeah and people who, who just really were creating amazing products mm-hmm. who were showcasing really cool products. And, like, stuff that I wanted to buy for the dogs. It's like, I know I don't need it, but it's awesome. Like, yeah. you know, like glow-in-the-dark light-up collar. Like, I need that. How badly, though, did you want to bring home the Throne of Bones? That was awesome, right? That yeah, the game 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 of bones, game of throne. bones, the throne, right? Yeah. The throne of bones, which is ingeniously shaped like a bunch of dog bones, and 
their dog got to like, sit up there and you take know, a couple take pictures. A shot. Of them, which is funny. And we get to hang out, hang, hang out with Hero. Always Hero, the super collie, which we love. I love mm-hmm. Hero. Um, and Sarah, and I love that dog. And um, Hero is, is just. He's a love. He's a love. And he loves you, man. He does, right? He wants he's, nothing to do with me, and he loves you. Yeah, he's bit, my man. boy. He's he just, he's just like we get to chill out, and he sleeps yep. on me, and drools on me, and pees. Yeah, on that me. that is true. Right? Yeah. Well, okay. you can have all that stuff. I don't want it's any go, of that. It's all good. It's all love. <laughs> you know, I don't take it personal. So, um, yeah, shout to to here and Sarah and everybody. Um, and and so you know, back up in Canada, of course, we we have a million events going out throughout the day, but this year was different because. Um, we did Crockfest up there, right? Canadian Crockfest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was hosted by Reptilia. And Reptilia, I, I can't say enough about how awesome you, they you are. You guys know there. how much we love that place and how much we, we boast about it. And it's every bit of factual information. Like, there's no other place that rivals it that we've seen today. No, they have so much going on at, at that facility. Like, the spaces are huge for the animals, and mm-hmm. they look really, really good. And, we you know, we were showing people... Not to derail a little bit, we were okay. showing people in 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 Chicago what reptilia looked like, and they were just blown away with the facility itself. Yeah, it's a really amazing facility. It, mm-hmm. It's one of the coolest reptile facilities I've Absolutely. ever seen dedicated to. Andre it. and his staff should be damn proud of of, of what they do there, and they it shows achieved, they are. Because I choked on the Yes, you do. Um, you know they have they've achieved so much at that at that place, and they should be proud. And um, Crockfest was phenomenal. They hosted everything spectacularly. They oh opened God, up yeah. the doors for everyone to come through. And they did some late night feedings, which was awesome. Late night awesome. feedings. Yeah. yeah, Sean Halfleck was there, and mm-hmm. Sean was uh, doing his thing with training the crocs. They were Niles, I believe. Yes, um, with the Niles. Yep. Yeah, training with the Niles, and um, it's amazing how like he doesn't interact with them every day, but as soon as he gets there, he gets them right on point where you know they're coming up and taking food only when he wants, and you know doing all this cool stuff that people get to see that these animals are indeed truly, truly intelligent. For for such a uh, Napoleon type man, he has <laughs> such control over these large dinosaurs. It's incredible. He is. He is. He, he's awesome with them, and. Uh, He's a great guy to learn and watch from when it comes to Crocs, especially. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it was good to see him there, of course. And there was the Crocfest auction, yep. which uh, which started off pretty interesting. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it kind of had a slow initial start. Well, that, I think that's how most. Yeah, I guess. Go, you know, and, and it, it's like, oh, you know, like the hope this kicks off or something, and then you know, it goes in like. Two. And then, the, then there was, you know, there was two or three auction items that were, you know, okay, they they went. For yeah, they money, started and they went. And then all of a sudden. Something happened. It was almost like a like a fireball got lit. Like and, a uh, fireball hit the and then, stage. Uh, and then it just went boom and it just blew up everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, I think it like probably like what was like maybe four or five auctions into the event. Um, mm-hmm. I I decided to kind of grease up Sean Halfleck, who I know doesn't require too much. No, it doesn't take a lot, especially. So, <laughs> so um, I decided to take like a decent size. I guess it was like a solo cup. Yeah. And red solo cup. Yeah, a, little, a red solo cup, and I filled three quarters of it up with fireball whiskey. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to jump up on stage in between his auctions <laughs> um, without really asking or getting no, anything. No. Just kind of jumped up on his game and um, jumped up on the stage and decided to auction off that cup to be drunk by none other than Sean himself for whatever winning bid. And and some crazy bastard um, ended up bidding a, a really crazy amount of money. Just ridiculous amount just of money. Ridiculous amount of money to watch Sean have to watch like, Sean drink. down three quarters of a cup of fireball whiskey. 
What tool would do something like that? What would you? Well, what advice would you give to somebody who who would be do something like that? Triple digits to see that happen. I would do that. <laughs> and you, no, you did. Know what? I did do that. <laughs> That's right, you did. And that I know was... I'm gonna pay for it at, at Christmas Crockfest. Oh my god, it. dude! Christmas Crockfest. I cannot wait. That's gonna be phenomenal. And and um, yeah, you guys should, should definitely plan on being there. Um, because it's going to be great. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, yep. Yeah, so so that was pretty much all it took. And then, I don't know, maybe like two auctions later, it was a completely different process yep. where, you know, people were being cursed at and called out and forced to drink as they bid on items. <laughs> and it, it just got progressively sloppier and sloppier, oh God, but in yeah. a great, fantastic way. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it really advanced beautifully and uh became a spectacle and was highly entertaining and made a great amount of money, of money. Yep. for conservation yep. so it knew all and at the end i, I should say it was a, a great time that was had by all i, I think without that, a doubt that everyone enjoyed their evening there for sure some more than others um andre handing out his party favors yeah, his um, party favors. His party favors that were killing people. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know what, dude? I'm so glad I'm not a drinker because I would have been on the floor at that moment. How ghost pepper. Ghost pepper infused. Concoction. Yeah. I don't even know what the frig it was. All I know is it smelled really, like, bad. To, I, I don't think I my nose hairs grew back yet. Like, like, see, look at my face. It's still, like... Pretty hairless. Remember that really iconic picture that was passed around during the time of unrest of that like campus police officer spraying the protesters? That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was basically the embodiment of that picture, living that. Like, it was just basically like getting yeah, yeah. sprayed with like mustard gas in the face or whatever it was. And, and ghost pepper gas. <laughs> and it was it was horrendous, horrendous stuff. And, and I, I'll tell you, man, it was it was fun, though. And, you um, held it down like a champ. Although I, I, oh, it was I did, rough, man. I did think you were gonna pass out in the Asian water monitor. Oh, uh, it was it was rough, man. It was rough. It was it was pretty bad. It was, my 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 liver is definitely recovering from a lot still between Canada and Chicago. Um, so, oh my god, yeah, yeah Chicago's another story. Chicago's a whole <laughs> other ball of wax there. But uh, but Canada never disappoints. Never. And, Crockfest was phenomenal up mm-hmm, there, and virtually mm-hmm. it was great. And the Canadian Pet Expo, Canadian. Uh, Reptile Breeders Expo was wonderful, of course. Aside from seeing all of our jungle junkies and listeners and everyone that we love up there, it was nice to hang out with our old friends, with Sean, um, with Tom uh, and Patty and Neville. Neville, um, it was fantastic to see Neville. I love that dude. He's he's so much fucking fun. He's so much. He's so great to listen to. I like once again one of those people I just love mm-hmm. listening to all the time. Absolutely. He's just a guy you can sit down. And he'll just tell you story after story. And they're never boring stories, never repeated <laughs> stories. He just has a bag full of stories, man. And it, each one is more interesting than the next. Yes, and he, he, he did them at, at during the expo as well. Mm-hmm. Throughout the day, he was doing his lectures. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. did his, his little story session, which is great, which was interrupted by that, by that obnoxious T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> but he was a good sport. Luckily, T-Rex has not been punched out yet. Um, which is fantastic. Give him time. Give him time. Give him time. <laughs> and uh, and and then you know we we hosted that that really cool panel mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of reptile specialists and pioneers. I don't God, I remember half the people that were there, but uh, Tom Crutchfield, Neville, of course, 
Um, Sean Hafek didn't make it. He was feeling ill. Ah, whatever. Okay. Brian Barczyk. Brian Barczyk. Philippe Devosley. Uh, Philippe Devosley was there. Philippe Devosley. 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 There you go. Philippe Devosley. I don't know if that's his name. I just like to say it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, who else? Alan Rapace. Mm-hmm. Um, some dude from Zoomed. Some dude from Zoomed. <laughs> I, I don't know. The <laughs> Zoomed Canadian representative. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's who it was. And um, uh, sorry, we don't know your name. Sorry about that. Oh, and, and uh, oh my gosh, look at from Marcus Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Jane. Marcus Jane. And Mr. Uh, Orange. That's right. He rocks it. He rocks it. He well. rocks it hardcore, man. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There's somebody else up there, but um. It was good. It was good to see those mm-hmm. guys and, and have the quick chat that we did. And I still have yet to get that up. It's um, a lot of. It, I still have a lot of videos to catch up on. Um, and Canada is one of them, only because there was so much that happened there. Mm-hmm. I want to make, make get like a really good representation. And I think there's actually like a couple different video episodes coming through there between all sure. the chats that we had and and the uh, that really cool panel that we hosted as well. So we'll get those up um, so you can experience Canada through urban jungle. Through our eyes. Yep. Through our eyes, our ever-loving eyes, and um, you can get an idea of of what that was like and what you can expect. Because I'm I'm sure we'll be heading back up there again. I think we're we're due to be back up there at some point mm-hmm. really soon. Mm-hmm. So um, we will see our Canadian folk in BW. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you guys so much for making it still spectacular, yep. and and for always treating us so well up there. Thank you, especially and, goes out to uh, Grant and Yvonne Crossman for hosting. And doing such a bang up job every single time. And his staff, all the staff, mm-hmm. really great. Everybody's really, really great, and, and everybody always takes good care of us. And thank you guys out there. And of course, our jungle junkies. And we get to see our, our really close folk, Kirk, Riddle, Kirk Riddle and the family, and Mike Shady and Rob and Naya, uh, Naya, and um, just everybody who, who always comes up and always makes sure that we have such a great time. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for everything, and you know we hope to see you soon. And um, I'm missing any points. I want to. It was so much covered, but it was like it seems like already so long ago. I'm Even sure as we as we progress, something may may pop up. But you you covered the uh, the bulk of it. Yeah, I want I want to give it justice because it was such a great event, and I want people to understand that I still think it is one of the best reptile shows in the world. It's a premier event in North America. It is. It absolutely is. It, it it's one of the best pet expos. Totally worth mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. from. Wherever, even from the states, it's not that much of a hike from a lot of places in the no, states, not really, from no. New York, from it's Michigan. It's only eight hours from New York. Yeah, it's it's well, totally City, worth yeah. the ride. Um, totally worth the ride if if you want an adventure, you know, out of the U.S. where it's a totally different vibe, but yet, you know, not incredibly far off that you're going to mm-hmm. be lost. And you, you still need a passport, but it'll be worth it. It's just basically Absolutely. like like New York State, but farther up. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. And only an hour and a half away is Niagara Falls. And 40 minutes away is downtown Toronto. Well, flights aren't that expensive there from our area. I don't know no, how, no. how I'll say really, but they're not that expensive if purchased within time. Um, and it's a quick 90-minute flight, I think, oh my from God. the New York it's City Less area. than 90 minutes. Is it less than yeah. like Probably about an hour flight from New Just York City. Just as it City gets started area. on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's over, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Just when Gamora was kicking ass. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, no. It's it's totally worth it. It's going to be, I think, increasingly so, one of the premier shows in the country. So... Um, definitely. Or, and it, in, it's in still a young show, which is nice. It's it is. Like, it's still it developing. It has a lot of room to grow. It's still growing legs. And, and we will make it completely 
freaking awesome. Absolutely. Every time we go. Expect us to be there every single one. We will, we will do greatness and we will push the boundaries of international law. And Yeah, I'm waiting on that one. We'll get chased by a Mountie. If I want to get, if I, if, if we get in trouble for anything, I just want to get chased by Mounties on horses. I'm sure that can be arranged, my friend. I'd be so fucking badass. Would it? <laughs> what? It would. It would. And and just, yeah, Mounties. I want to get chased by Mounties. I'll <laughs> right, to the next country, shall we, Andrew? Let's go. <laughs> From the Human Centipede 2, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Join Danny Mendez live every Friday night at 10pm in his quest to bring you the very best in cold blooded entertainment. From special guest appearances to the debate. Uh, next up, after the awesomeness that was Canada, um, we headed. I should say, I headed over yonder to uh, London, London, England. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, London. I love you, London. I love London. It's it's like home away from home at this point. It, it's yeah. such a great spot in the world, and the animals you can keep in London are so much a world away from what we do here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's just mind-blowing. And I had some really amazing opportunities to meet a lot of animals um, via our UJR correspondent, Emma Locke, mm-hmm. who is associated with um, the Mobile Menagerie, which brings out these amazing educational animals, which are all comprised, comprised, yeah, comprised of rescues. Um, and so I got to check out that kind of operation with Emma. Um, oh my God. And of course, one of the, the most epic moments of, of the trip was going to visit with the one and only Inky Joe Hill, which I know you're vastly looking, you're already shaking your head at me in anger. It's not, no, no, don't, don't mistake that for anger. <laughs> it is absolute and utter jealousy. Yeah. That's what it is. It's utter jealousy. It. it, it there's few things that I would ever say, you know. I'm not a jealous about, person. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. I want like, to give you a Cuban necktie every time I see it. <laughs> Colombian I'm necktie. Pre- I'm me. Colombian necktie. I'm protected for the Cuban one. This is like killing your espresso. <laughs> Nuts to that thing. I'll tear that right off your neck. <laughs> you know, back to the scarf real quick. Of course, I, I should say that the scarf came to Canada. And... For as much as I got bothered by it stuff, Andy, I do believe you wore it for a few hours I did. and I did wanted to rock one for a while. Yep. You thought of, you pondered it. So I did ponder it. Don't, yep. don't don't hate on the scarf too badly. And people were stealing the scarf throughout the day just to rock it and wear mm-hmm. it. And and you know, so the scarf has gained quite a bit of notoriety. And when I didn't wear it, people asked where it was. Yep. So well, it's like it's like your aviators now at this point. It's, it's become, become trademark. Your, your signature. Well, see, here's what I'm thinking really quick about the scarf, right? Um. I'm thinking that at the peak of its usefulness this winter, I, I'm going to let somebody else have it. And I'm going to let someone else experience the awesomeness of this scarf. So I'm thinking that for Christmas Crockfest, I'm going to auction it off. we gotta, we got to autograph it? Yeah, I will, I'll sign it. And um, we'll sign it. And, and, and we'll put it out there for Chris, Christmas Crockfest. We will let somebody purchase it, have the opportunity to purchase it, to take it away from me, to never to be worn again. So if you hate it or love it, you need to <laughs> bid on it. And it'll be for crocodile conservation. So Okay. 
that that's going to happen with this guy, right. which, I, I, which, I, which I'm rocking tonight, by the way, which I wore throughout Canada and throughout London. You, you've been wearing and, it nonstop. For yeah, time. I have been. And what, four weeks? At least, at least four or five weeks because it bothers the shit out of people. And I love yeah. it, the fact that it bothers so many people. You're a troll in real life. It, it is. I am a troll <laughs> in real life. So it's like walking troll yeah. accessory. And it's so wonderful. And, and I've become like a, a bit like accustomed to it. I like it. It's, it's fun to play with and stuff. So I'm like a fidgeter. So I get to fidget and play with it. So it's all good. But yeah, so anyway, so I did wear it. No, I, I didn't wear it. Inky Joe's because like they'll kick the shit out of me for wearing shit like this. I think in there. Oh, okay. That's new information. You heard it here, folks. No, no, That's no. That's new no. information for no, me. No, the awesomest people in the whole world are at that place. Um, Joe is a fucking gem. He's such a good dude. I can't say that enough. He's he's a really down to earth, very intelligent, very knowledgeable guy, especially when it comes to animals and, and reptiles. And then that says nothing about even just the way he is as an artist. It's unbelievable man the guy is just unfucking believable his detail his attention to detail as an artist and his his love for his work his passion for his work is i've never met anybody like him and i like i'm not generally intimidated by a lot of people and i'm truly intimidated by this guy it has nothing to do with the fact that like he's like his whole face is tattooed and like you look at him he that can be intimidating but like he's the the nicest guy in the world and like such a down to earth smart guy so you like forget that part but I'm so intimidated still by his work mm-hmm. like his fucking work is so astounding and I like to be able to have him put a tattoo on my arm like I generally like I I can't even explain like I I, I genuinely feel like so lucky to have him put his work on my arm you know mm-hmm. so and you should. um yeah and i went up there wanting think i wanted one thing and in moments we came to something else and i knew he was absolutely right and i could see it was something that he really wanted to do so as an artist i you know i figured that it was like exciting for him too which it was um and we decided to go with this rhino rat on my arm and you know he he whipped up the image amazingly quick and you know he just goes to work and it's just breathtaking to see what he can do um and what he did was just unbelievable and he he sat with me the first day for 11 hours man i don't know i don't know how you did it and i don't know how he did it either. you know i was so it it was fucking brutal I, i it's definitely the most brutal tattoo i've had to date um even though i thought the tarantula was bad the tarantula was i think 10 hours in total Um, this was 11 hours the first day and then another seven hours the next day. And in the first day, like we, him and I foolishly thought that we were going to get through it, that it was, you know, we're going to run through it in one day, you know, figuring out on like maybe a 12 hour day or whatever. But, but at the 11th hour, literally, I mean, we just, uh, like his eyes are bloodshot and he's just like, I'm sure his back was just, yeah, it was brutal, you know, and, and my arm was already so raw at that point. And like, when you looked down and you saw that it was like 60% done, I'm like, Oh my God. The first day when you sent me the picture of like how much got done in 11 hours, I almost shit myself. Like just the ridiculous (sighs) amount of detail that went into just those 11 hours. That just shows his sheer commitment to the art. Dude, every scale. Okay, so like I'm sure most of you have seen the picture. I'll include a new picture of my tattoo soon uh, out there on social media. But like for those of you that have seen it, he, he's done the scale work on my arm. And each fucking scale has like four or five colors in it. And yeah. he did this repetitively throughout the image. Like he did not scrimp once. And along the way, he changed every shade and, and mm. made sure every shade you know worked accordingly. And like remember, this is like after hours in detail. So like I can't imagine that you know... 
I guess he does know what it's going to look like when he heals and stuff. But I mean, it's just mind blowing that you can do that. You know, it's such an amazing art skill. And you know, he's doing this and he's working it, and it's like, oh my god. And and I fucking love it simultaneously. But then there's like the other half of my brain is like, oh my god, this is all he's done. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck are we gonna get through this? You know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. but like, <laughs> I, I was genuinely so excited. Like, I was just genuinely so fucking excited to have his work done that I did not feel the pain. And, like, it was just, it was, I was just, as I saw it come to life, and I was so thrilled with the idea. And it was something that was fresh that I did not walk into the shop thinking that I was going to have. And I was just so, like, I was on such a high from that. And, like, watching him do it and the way he put the image together was perfect. It was way nicer than anything could have thought of. And, you know, just unbelievable unbelievable so fucking exciting and he's the best dude ever to sit and like just bullshit with which thank god because like when you're sitting with somebody i yeah. can't imagine sitting with somebody who you don't like want to be around or talk to and uh, he's awesome like all of the people in his shop every single one of them is so fucking great um he's got another dude there lee lee is just another fantastic artist these guys just do breathtaking work um especially in their black and gray stuff mm-hmm um and and he's he's a really funny dude and then there's the other guy billy who just left there i think that was his final weekend working there but he had been there for a while I remember he was there when i got my first tattoo there done and mm-hmm. um billy's just a funny ass dude as well like these guys just had me in stitches all day long and they were laughing at my accent essentially and like we were like we were hacking on theirs like you know asking for crumpets and shit and like it was just hilarious stuff and like they it was so entertaining to be around those guys and i've got a new girl um, who's working there. She's really funny and just a really good crew and crowd and everybody is so skilled. So like when you're sitting there for, you know, 10 plus hours and you're watching people coming and going through the day, like not once did I sit there and go like, that's ah, a shitty tattoo. Like everything that these dudes were working on were awesome. You know, like um, just fucking amazing black and white work. Like the one dude Billy did, like this really cool um, Captain America on a girl, but it was like watercolored the shield. Okay. And it was like so fucking badass. And like she was gonna get like all the superheroes down, like her leg. And I thought about you and like taking a picture, but then I thought like that's probably illegal or some shit. So like I want to take a picture of girl's leg. Or if you ask permission, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, and I wasn't moving anyway. So. Very true. Um. And and it's just craziness, man. And there's like people coming through the shop that are friends of the, the artists, and they're just this fucking entertaining and funny. And like the first year, it was just a little lady. I remember that like just cracking me the hell up. And like this year, it was one of Joe's friends, this guy, a dude named Matt, who basically looks like a like giant Viking. And I mean, like I didn't even know who this guy was, and he just comes in and like takes my hand, like tries to put it like on like Joe's crotch. Like, because it's, like, right there. And it's, like, who the hell is this big dude? But he's, like, this big, massive dude. And I'm, like, I'm not going to tell him I'm not going to do anything different. So, like, you know, you let him go. And, like, the next day he showed up, looks like, candy bar. And, like, gave me a candy bar. I'm, like, okay, thank you. Like, it's just craziness. Like, the stuff that people that came through the door and, and made you laugh and sit there. So, it was such a great experience. And you got it, got it, got it, got it. Come. As a tattoo aficionado, somebody who's into tattoos, like, this is, like, you need to make this happen, man. Like, no matter what, you need to make this happen. Like, sell a kidney. Like, I'm open. Do whatever open you to need it. to I'm, do. I'll sell a testicle. I'll sell a kidney. Yeah. I've got two of each. Whatever. Do just seriously, whatever you need to do, you have to get there. You have to get work done with an inky job. But you probably have to book this, like, tomorrow. Because I'm like, sure I do. Like, like, 10 months in advance or whatever. So we should probably sit down and talk about this. Well, um, you've got an in with him. So I'm sure he'll... Uh... 
He'll fit me in somewhere. Well, oh, I didn't have an Like, I had to wait like everybody else. I'm not that VIP, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, man. You're boasting about him. and you, you know, you're uh, I love praises. the dude, and I love everything that he does and everything. But uh, yeah, I got to wait like everybody else, man. I, sh- I booked my shit like 10 months in advance. So um, if you want to see him, you so that's, how, that's how we're going to do it next year. We're going we're gonna to book the tattoo appointments, and then we're going to get the, the plane tickets. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the way that's the way I pretty much did. That's right. the way to do it. Right. So we'll have to book it with him and and we'll get the, the, the everything done and and we'll go and you fucking love Britain, dude. Britain is just awesome. Like, and I have to thank Emma Locke because Emma Locke just yeah. Just thank awesome. you, Emma, for taking care of yeah. My Emma took care of me and and she's just amazing and she's awesome and that she is. She's just. I'm a lock, and she so she showed me like the ins and the outs of of London and everything, and the coolest shit like the museums. Mm-hmm. The museums are older than America, I'm sure. They're older than America. <laughs> the fucking trees and the lawns are older than America, right? And like we talk about, like it's so funny. Like you know, I live in like a historic area. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking Washington, like lived and shit like mm-hmm, that, and mm-hmm. it's treated like this amazingly. Meanwhile, I swear to God, they're literally fucking like like bushes, like bushes that are older than my state, yeah. you know. And yeah. so it's so funny. So you go there and it has this feel to it right off the bat. That's like that. That everything is just like not old as fuck, but just like established and like been there forever. And like these people have been through wars and have been through some crazy stuff and like long history. And they're, they're the grandpa that that tells the the younger kid the story. Well, the, the, and not that there's just just this identity there, you know, as, as being British, and and like it just has a vibe and a feel to it that I mm. cannot describe to you. And you go there, and it's so humbling because everybody thinks that America is like all oh, this like great like. And and don't get me wrong, you know, America is a great place too. But a lot of the stuff here, like the food and everything, is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. don't get me started on that. But like the food quality is superior to anything in 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 Britain. Um, as far as like quality of meat and go and everything by definition is organic mm-hmm. because there's no there's GMOs, no GMOs right? and yeah, and there's none of that. So like, you know, the food is really good in that sense, but like one of my favorite things is like their emphasis on education. We always pride ourselves so much on education, like over there, the fucking, every museum is free, free, free to the public. There's no charge. So like so it's all government funded essentially. Yeah, essentially huh. like it's all so like every museum is they're they are obligated to provide like an educational resource wow. to you. So like the British Museum of Natural History mm-hmm. was fucking fantastic and it was free. And dude, when I tell you like the building alone is just just unbelievable. The architecture inside the building, mm-hmm. the details, like little monkeys climbing up the wall, like made out of like, you know, the the, the I don't know if it's plaster or whatever, it's made out of like it's just unbelievable, and the staircases that wind through that place are great, and the exhibits, fucking exhibits and and samples older than our country, yeah, like on yeah. display. You know, they had like the most amazing Victorian. There's this hummingbird case. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have pictures. I have to show you. Yeah. Um, it has probably like oh my god, like 500 hummingbirds in it, and it was fan fucking tastic. Wow. It was like this old glass Victorian case, and like with these big branches running through. And then there's all these hummingbirds spread out throughout the branches, perched and flying. And mm-hmm. they've all held their color for like 300 years. It's unbelievable. And then nests actually had like little fucking tiny, minute, pea-sized, mummified baby birds in it. Like with the parents feeding it. Oh, wow. Like it was unbelievable. The detail was just unbelievable. So what you're telling me is the taxidermy skills of 
these people are top notch. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's like there's some interesting like bad taxidermy as well. But everybody has. Please that. tell me you have some pictures. Of I do. Taxidermy. I have I the, one that. of my favorites is like Virginia Possum. Oh my god, it's fucking great. It's like the wrong color and just creepy ass looking, and it looks kind of like a swollen beaver caught in a mouse trap. And that's it's funny. just, it's Holy just, shit, that's funny. it's just so bad. So anyway, they have their samples, but a lot of their shit is unbelievably old and looks fantastic. And they have like Charles Darwin's stuff, you know, like from his office there. And it's okay. like unbelievable to see, you know, that depth of history. And like I said, it's all free. And they serve beer. You can walk around with a beer, dude. You can walk around with a beer or wine. How fucking amazing is that? Anywhere you want to be seen, like the snack shop, there's like fucking beer, wine, boom, there you go. And and you can just like be drinking and go around the museum. And and, and that's the thing. You see like the Brits like can deal with that. They can control it. Like you do that shit in America and somebody's going to be taking off their top and running around and puking on like the Mona Lisa. Yep. Like, you know, it's just you can't do it in the U.S., but that's cool. Like, you know, you can walk around with a beer or wine. And a malt liquor, and just be like, yeah. What a forty? <laughs> Take a schlitz, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whatever it is they're serving, it's it's pretty fucking amazing. So like, it's just that's, a totally classic, different. Man. Yeah, it's a totally different vibe. And the cops there are like the best. The bobbies? Not all bobbies, but like they're just by by just definition, they're super sweet and nice to you, and it's like very hard to get arrested and piss them off. Like Emma was like messing with them, like with Sounds their like cars and stuff. Huh? Sounds like a challenge. It, it is. There's like laws that they have to give you their hats if you're a pregnant woman and you have to urinate. Or what? If you're a pregnant woman and you have to urinate or defecate, they have to, by law, give you their hats for you to go in. True. True. Ask a bird. True. 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 Law. According to Emma Locke, you can send a complaint to Emma Locke <laughs> at, at urbanjungleradio.com. If it's not true. <laughs> but no. But that's what I'm told. And. So like, they, and you could like fuck with them, like, like, like we were like tailgating them on a traffic light, purposely like, stopping. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> you live next to New York City. You no. know, how cops I know, but they don't shoot you. They don't even have guns. I know they don't have guns. Like, even yeah, yeah. if, like, even if you're fucking crazy, like, the best they do is they beat you with the little post, and I think they tase you. The like, post, the little, like, it's not even a fucking real stick. It's like a little thing, and and they beat you with that at best, or or they tase you now because it's like modern times and shit. But like. They don't. They don't do that shit. Like, and you can fuck with them, and they're like cool, and they're nice. And even the like, they were they were armed ones, which is like unheard of. But it was for the embassy, I think it was. We're walking in front of like the U.S. embassy, so oh, they were like okay, the two okay. of them with like Uzis and stuff. And like, we're asking for directions, and they're like the sweetest people in the world. Like, because you know, if you have a British accent, you're like automatically awesome and cool. And like, yeah, yeah. So like, they're just like really sweet, and they're like sitting there holding their guns, like being really nice to you. And I like the like. New York City cops, like, you fucking walk up to New York City cop wearing an Uzi, and there's, like, a 90% forecast of you getting shot in yeah. the ass, at least. At the very least, you're going like to get an a, ass a, shot. a gun butt to the head. Yeah, or like something like that. You, like, you just don't do it. Like, they are armed and ready. And mm-hmm. if you talk to them, they assume that you're trying to distract them or something yep. somehow, and they get all crazy on you like, just for asking a question. But, like, it's not the case. Like, they're, like, like, like fucking, I bet you could have, like, taken their gun and, like, posed with it and shit. Like, like they are so fucking nice. And... So they were cool, and and the food is good, and there's really good falafel everywhere. Okay, so bad, a badass <laughs> tattoo artist out there. Several. Yeah, several. Great food. Yes. History out the wazoo. Free museums. Free museums. And don't even get me started on the animals now. So like. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's another aspect. Oh my god! So I had. But with that being said, before you before you get started, I'm sure they feel the same thing about some of the animals that we can keep here in the states that they can't keep. 
Right. It's true. I'm sure it's true <clears throat> to an extent. There's stuff that they want to be able to keep there, or they don't frequently keep there. Mm. Um, but and we can. But the stuff they do get, I mean, true. bats, yeah. meerkats, um, owls, tenrex, like, tenrex. Like these are all Land animals mail. that are common. Yeah, these are all animals that are like commonly found and discarded as pets. Mm-hmm. And like I've even like Emma showed me on on there's like their equivalent of like their Craigslist. Um, okay. Like people selling meerkats and a Gambian pouched rats um, what? by pairs. Yeah, pairs of Gambian pouched rats oh for God. sale. Oh my God. Um, they had like those. They had like all kinds of crazy shit, and you can you can just buy this shit and keep them as pets. And you know, granted, just like here, a lot of them aren't good pets. You know, and and like, mm. the meerkats like are fucking adorable, like beyond adorable. So all right, so I guess like let me back up a little bit when when Emma um invited me out we, we talked about i wanted to learn more about what they do at mobile menagerie and mm-hmm. so we went to um their parent company and we went to a place where the animals are kept and like the animals are kept so nicely dude and like they like were like all like worried that i would think that you know like some of their stuff like was not nice whatever but let me tell you like their caging so freaking nice and spacious for stuff like their monitors had like this giant like they had black throat monitors, and they had like this enormous cage um, that was almost like a horse stall for them. Mm, wow! And you know, like just like cool stuff, really. Just and and it's so it was so refreshing to walk into a place where every animal is visible. Like there's no racks of animals and see them or that are tucked away. Like you know, everything is open, and the animals are all in really good shape. And the animals are frequently worked with, so they all have stimuli and they're all handleable. Okay. And you know, like they, they had like places like like bats. And um, they had places, they had animals like bats at this place. Um, you know, and they had a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that we would see too. There was really cool tortoises running around and things like that, and some some of the things. But then they had, um, you know, like like Emma works with this hornbill. It's fantastic, of mm. course. Yeah, yeah. And um, really cool to kind of see that bird because it's not commonly worked with in educational facilities here in the U.S. Um, do we have another species of hornbill that's more commonly available to us? And a lot of people don't work with them, so it's nice to see these animals being used in this capacity. I'd love to get them where they can be trained, and they're fantastic, man. I mean, yeah. you know, like you have to be careful and you have to train them properly, and it takes sure, a lot of work yeah. to train them properly. But um, it was just nice that you see these animals with these kinds of drive, whether it's their food motivated or that they have the capacity, the learning capacity to do these things, and it's entertaining to them. Like whatever it is that works, it's nice to see them working with it. Even things like the bats, like you wouldn't think, but like the bats that they had at this place were phenomenal. Um, the bats were, first of all, super healthy, and they were all pretty much flighted. Like, you know, you can, like, they'll fly in a room at any given okay. point in time. Okay. Like, cause I say that because I've, I've, as a zookeeper, I've kept bats. And, like, the bats that I were, was accustomed to didn't have the spaces to fly and stuff, and they atrophied to a point sure. where they weren't flying. So, like, to me, to be able to see bats that are fit, and, you know, it's so nice. And, and these animals, the coolest thing is that they're all handleable. Like, you can pull them right out of the cages and work with them and they don't bite. And like, you can literally, you know, for some of them, like some of the ones that were used for a long time, you can like stick your fingers in their mouths and they won't even bite you. They're so well behaved, such wonderful animals. And the cool thing is that some of them were decades old. Like the keeper, um, the one guy, the owner of the company, his name is Charlie. What a great dude. He's, I'll tell you more stories about him a little bit, but like, he's just this really awesome, jolly guy. And, um, he had one there that was over 30 years old. But they wow. wow. Yeah. So these things are long-lived. They're really intelligent. They're 
placid and it's like, man, what a wonderful, wonderful educational animal to use because there's so much you can talk about with um, flying foxes and fruit bats and like their natural history. And they're so impressive. These things have wingspans, you know, they're over two feet long, two feet across. Um, they can fly. Um, they are just the cutest fucking things. Their faces are unbelievable. And like just doing things like watching them eat when they sit there and they just like nom on these huge pieces of fruit that they end up spitting yeah, out. Like, like gross, gross. Yeah, they are so loud. If you're misophonic, misophonic, um, you, you definitely, which you are, Andy, right? you're misophonic. Damn, I'm surrounded by all kinds of misophonic people and I'm a loud chewer. You're all making me feel subconscious. Damn you all. But anyway. Self-conscious. Self-conscious. What did I say? Subconscious? Subconscious. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up already. I'm sorry. I'm fired up about these animals. Anyway, stop, stop disrupting me with your misophonia. Anyway, um, the bats are awesome. And, and the Tenrex are really cool. And for those of you who don't know what Tenrex are, this species that they work with, I forgot what species it was already. Um, I'm sure I'm going to correct at some point. I'm sure um, But uh, this one species, it, it's small. Like, I'd say half the size of our, like the African hedgehogs that people are used to seeing. Wow, that's small. Yeah, they're not that big. And, and they're arboreal or semi-arboreal. So they, they like to climb and live up in mm. trees and stuff, which is really, really cool. And um, the cool thing is they have these super slow metabolisms. Like they don't have to eat every day. And they don't go to the bathroom as frequently as a result. Like it's oh, really wow. fascinating. And um, they, they are much less demanding in that way. And they seem to be produced pretty well in captivity as well. So um, I, th- I think the main reason they haven't become popular here in the U.S. is that they are Borsites animals. Um, oh. I'm not sure, but I think so. Hmm. So uh, that might be the issue. But I, I think they're so much more better suited um, as pets than African hedgehogs in a lot of ways. Now, are they long-lived? Super long-lived, yes. Also yeah. decades old. And that's the thing. Like, you know, these animals all require some major dedication. So it's like, you know, maybe they're not as, as you know, Emma could probably tell you, they are not the best of pets because a lot I'm of these sure. animals get turned yeah. back because of well, whatever reason. I mean, look at, look at you know, our Craigslist. Look just Right. It's exactly. How many dogs? How many cats? How many birds? Mm-hmm. Birds, you know, 50, 60-year-old. They they can go that long, hundred year old macaws. Yeah, they can and they just toss get turned around. over, mm-hmm. and you wonder why you have a bad animal. Yep, and stuff and stuff with a lot of these animals. But luckily, there's there's really great groups like these guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emma's company that really do good by putting these animals to work and, and giving them a value, which unfortunately sometimes they need to have in order to ensure their future. Yep, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's sad, but you know they're really good. They do some amazing work for education. They are a huge interface for local kids um, being turned on to wildlife and and being able to see wild animals up close in ways that you know you can't really get it as do. Um, the dude Charlie who started the company, like I said it before, just the best time. And just a really funny guy with a great outlook. And uh, you know, he was nice enough to take us out to to eat with, like amazing fucking Thai food and. Like, lots of drinks, dude. Oh, my God, I got so wasted in, like, in the afternoon. And it's, like, it wasn't even my thing. It's just because, like, I, it was just, like, I was there. I'm, like, what am I going to do? It's, like, he sits down. He's, like, he was, like, so excited and having such a good time that you don't want to say no to, like, you know, like, it, it, sometimes you go out to drink with people. And it's, like, I am not, contrary to popular belief, I'm not, like, a huge, like, heavy drinker at all. Like, I take my shots and I'm done quick and I know exactly where I need to be. And that's it. But, like, I'm not an endurance drinker for sure. And and so, like, going out to lunch, it was like, okay, let's have wine. So, like, we all have wine. But, of course, like, Emma doesn't drink, so it's just, like, me and, 
this guy Charlie, and it's like I feel bad, and I don't want to say no. It's like he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, why? You know, he's like all like happy about it, and then it's like, you know, we go one, you go to like pina coladas, and then like pina coladas, it, like you want to keep, beach? yeah, you want to keep the tropical vibe going, so they have like <laughs> mojitos in the middle of like England, and, you know, and and so like awesome, and then and the food came, the food was so damn good, so it was yeah. just like oh, this thing you eat. You eat and you drink and you're feeling so stated and the company's good and the stories are funny and then it's like you get up and you're like, okay, now let's go play more animals. Ooh, and you're like sloshing back. Well, that's the perfect time to play more animals. <laughs> Especially large birds of prey. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> no, look, I, I didn't go out and, and grab anything. I might have, have tickled a, a bat or two and, and, and played with some tenorax. Um, that's but, why the boring owl didn't like you, man. You knew it. The boring owl is great, man. Like, little was that owls, uh, Archimedes? With Archimedes, little owls just try to kill you all the time and the little guy just walks around with like shoulders all hunched up and his eyes like narrowly open <laughs> and, and he just follows you and tries to kill you like every chance you get like they're fine once you take them out but when they're in their territory they're pretty funny and like the eagle owl was not happy with me the harris hawk oh i'm starting to fire yeah you are right. was not happy i just want to watch you just go don't do that that's a bad thing you, you, yeah hold on you, you need something metal on top dude you're gonna yeah i got it okay Oh, it's looking like going to go off. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, put that by the window, dude. <laughs> it's a candle. So, folks, if, if we all of a sudden go <laughs> off the air, just know that it was a fire emergency. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is great. I guess put a fan on. This is awkward. <laughs> this is so awkward now. <laughs> Urban Jungles Radio, we are literally burning the studio down. What are you doing? Uh oh, looks like he's gonna go to an intermission. Hold on, folks. Hold on. Now, intermission. Friday night. Love this beat. Let's get it. Let's get it. Shows on what he knows. Go to Urban Jungle Radio and listen as the legend grows. Danny Mendez, the host of UJR, and the other's animals, and he's a reptile star. Jungle's good at what he does. He's the best by far. A herpetologist at such a young age, fitting knowledge like a venomous cobra in rage. Knowing the snake world as a reptile man, on his feet like a tetrapod, bringing down the forest like a tropical. Rain. Listen to the show, cause there's much to gain. Compared to Mendez, the rest are lame. If you have any questions, you know what to do. Just pick up the phone, and you can talk to the host. A diamond back in the rough. Fans wanting more, cause an hour just isn't enough. There's many in his field that do what he does. But out of all of them, no one is above. Hot snakes, hot snakes, rattle bones like earthquakes. Doing live shows on what he knows. Go to Urban Jungle Radio and listen as the legend grows. It's a legend. His legend grows. Legend grows. We growing. Oh my god, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> I lost the heart. I had to pee. Oh my god, what are you, a teenage girl? <laughs> I don't know what 
laughing. I was telling my story about the owls, and then I was looking at you, and I said, oh, cool light, where's that coming from? And I turned around, and my mood candle was, like, way up on fire, right? Yeah, it was. Like, it was like, like everything had, like, everything had burned in the candle itself, so it was just keeping itself going on. I don't know what. Oh, it's hot. Folks, he has not been drinking tonight. He has not been drinking tonight. I've been entirely sober, just cracking up at the arson report that's probably going to be issued. I was waiting for I would have saved the animals, but I. No, that's cool. I have my vent system on. You can probably hear. Yeah, sorry about the noise, folks. Yeah, I'll shut that off a little bit. Andy will shut it off. Yeah, yeah. We were done, but anyway. Oh, my God. And then, like, I realized standing up, I had to, like, pee because it was so fucking funny that everything was on fire. And I was trying to blow it out, and you're, like, panicking. You were, like, put metal on it. Like, metal, what the fuck is this? Like, chemistry lab shop? Like, I've got something handy that I can throw up on. You got to put metal over it to stifle the the oxygen, man, because you're blowing on it. I was expecting just the fire to catch on something else. That would have, I'm sorry, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. I would have had, I would have like, had a jowl, but still. Andy, I drop it on the ground and roll it. Andy, I drop it on the ground. I gotta save my scarf. I gotta, I gotta save the scarf for Cogfest. Anyone wants a slightly singed scarf? Oh my god. Schmog. Schmog. It's a schmog. Schmog. It's a schmog. I always want to say schmog. No, it's not schmog like the dragon. Like the dragon. It's a schmog. Schmog. Anyway, so yeah. Back to your regularly scheduled Urban Jungle program. Oh boy. Yeah, the face right. So. Yeah, so it was good. It was good to go to the place and hang out and uh, hang out with the owner, Charlie, who's fantastic, and see the just amazing animals. Oh, can you shut that in the fan? Yeah, it's, yeah. Out. it's over by the door. And um, see these fantastic animals that were at this place that you don't get to see often. And it was really cool. I mean, of course, it was interesting to recognize the problem that you know they have the same exact issues that we do with animals here in the U.S., where people tend to treat them as kind of throwaway pets. And it was sad to see with some of these species. And I guess you could be thankful in a lot of ways that they haven't showed up here in the U.S. as pets, like things like meerkats and things. But in a way, it's it's kind of, I, I feel like we're missing out a little bit on some of the really cool species. But, you know, it is what it is. And um, it was really cool to get that insight. So I want to thank Emma once again for um letting me get a look in to the way that the mobile menagerie yeah, operates. Yes. And, and to Charlie, um, who's fantastic host as well, and let me kind of burn amok in the facility and play with their animals and ask a million annoying questions as only Yankees do, and I'm sure seemingly weird accent. And uh, it was a good time. It was, it was a good time. And um, and I got to meet some cool people too that are listeners in Jungle Junkies and past guests. Um, uh, real quick shout to to Ronan Kilty. Um, I got to hang out with Ronan for a night. He was cool enough to come out, and uh, and it was a little bit of a commute for him. And meet us, and we sat in a pub and kind of bullshitted about herping around the world, and it was pretty cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was nice. It, he's he's a young dude with a lot of experience um, globally, um, especially herping like in the southeast part of Asia. And um, it was it was a lot of fun to talk to him about some of the stuff he's seen and the stuff he works with and everything. So it was nice to see him and. Um, also, I, I I cannot I cannot move on without mentioning. I'm waiting uh, for this one. Steve Ludwin, man. Oh my god, dude. Steve Ludwin is just one of these people that just just he tickles me, man. He just he he just fucking cracks me the fuck up. Like he just everything he does is hilarious, and 
he's just this really fantastic guy. For those of you who don't know, Steve was like a 90s alternative rock superstar. Mm-hmm. And um, he lives over in London, and he's a really um, interesting guy. He's a very artistic guy. Um, and then he's also a self-immunizer with snake venom. He's been doing it for years. You can see if you, you, you can watch him on Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go over <clears throat> to, to YouTube, um, you can see that the Vice channel has done a special on him of his self-immunization. And, uh, he's been doing it for a while now, huh? He has. He's been doing it for a few years. And um, <laughs> he's just a fantastic dude. I got to watch him do the self-immunization. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's scary. Um, like, because you realize, like, what it is he's doing is legit, like, you know, but, um, I watched him do it, and I watched his, like, little reaction that he has, his body has this weird little, you know, swelling reaction, hmm. like, like, basically gets, like, little nipples almost at the injection sites. And, right, right, they almost look like highs. Yeah, yeah, like, really big, exaggerated highs, and, um, so I got to see that, and I got to see him do that, and, um, yeah, I don't know, it was, it was, it was interesting to, to see it going down. I know we discussed it um, in the past and we've had him on the show talking about it, but it mm-hmm. was really interesting to see him kind of actually sit there and do it. And it was a little nerve wracking because like you realize he's putting venom into his body and at any point in time, his body can react differently. Now yeah. I got to ask you honestly, <clears throat> at any point, did you feel that you wanted to try that? It's weird for a lot of reasons. First of all, like there's a little part of me that, just sheer curiosity. Just the sheer curiosity and the legacy that goes with it, like the Bill Haas thing. You oh, know? Okay, like okay. like Bill Haas did it, of course, to a degree that I don't think anybody can replicate or do at this point. But mm-hmm. um, you know, he he his body was fascinating. He he saved the lives of so many people with his own blood. Right, right. Um, he looked amazing for his age and died at what like 101 years mm-hmm, old mm-hmm. and he worked into his like 90s yep. um like carrying logs and shit like not even joking around like carrying logs and then fucking going out and milking like coral snakes or king cobras and shit yeah, like that like yeah. dude is no joke so like there's that legacy and like you see shit like that man and like you see steve is a fascinating guy like he's i don't divulge his age but he's a lot older than he looks already and I think they said it in the documentary, I'll say. Um, he's he's fifty, I think he's over fifty. And you look at him, he looks like a forty year old dude at best, right? Like I was saying late thirties. <clears throat> yeah, like he's unbelievably like fit. Like Wow. Like, he looks fan fucking tastic. And he's in amazing shape and he's like a really active guy and he's a smart guy and stuff like that. So it's like there's this whole thing, like, I've noticed these self immunizers and stuff, like they fucking stay young forever. And I that's not like a main goal, but it's like like it's really it's like there's effect. well there's something that you can like see tangible like the effects of this like, mm-hmm. is, the, is that what you're seeing or is it just that you know like, these guys just happen to be Have like blessed genes. genetically yeah yeah but like like you know it's fascinating that there's a tangible way of seeing this in somebody so like that part you know of course fascinates me and then it's the whole thing of like you know developing developing the immunity mm-hmm. um and being able to be bitten and survive it you know mm-hmm. even though that can change at any moment in time right so, I don't know, there's, like, Steve is working on this really cool thing right now, and he'll probably eventually come on the show and talk about it when he can, if he can. But um, it's 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 exciting stuff, and the, the changes are notable. And the thing is, it's, like, the way these guys do it is it's still kind of very, like, 
uh, I want to say un- unscientific, but there's definitely like a bit of randomness to it. So it's hard to gauge what is happening, but there's definitely something happening. And I just always wonder like what will happen under like really controlled environment, you know, with this and what can be done or what can be created. Like I bet you can do some really amazing like anti-venom marketing. You know, way of helping people because, like, even as it is, like a lot of the serum people have like the serum sickness, which is um, like your body gets um, what do I call it? Uh, a reaction to the horse serum, which is basically used to obtain the antibodies. Okay. So your body actually starts to reject the horse serum. So a lot of people have what's called serum sickness, and what it is is when you get injected with it, your body adversely reacts to the horse serum and has an allergic reaction to that. So, okay. Like if you <clears throat> if you um took out that part of the equation, a lot more people would probably not have reactions. So I don't know. It's interesting, but okay. Uh, you know, so like he he's just he's just he's he's just a fascinating guy with that, and watching him do that was an experience. And um, that's cool, man. And then I got to experience some other cool stuff, which I mean was kind of very surreal. Like I said, Steve is like you know a rock star and. You know, he he was working on this project, which I'm probably gonna like uh, push out there in a little while. And you guys will see. Um, he's working on this really cool Star Wars based song, and like he he tells me like, you know, hey, he's like, you're into Star Wars, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can I have your opinion on something? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I have a song, and it's based in Star Wars. It's got lines, and I want to know, you know, I want to know if you get it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, 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 I'd like to think that I know my, my Star Wars. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot and, you know, let me hear it. So he's like, okay. So like he, we go into his living room and he starts, he basically gives me like a fucking live concert. Like it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He puts on the track <clears throat> and then he, he, he sings this song. Okay. Basically. And it's just like me and him in his living room and he's singing this song. He's giving you a one-on-one, a personal. one-on-one personal concert. And it was nice. fantastic. It was cool, nice. you know? I, so it was, it was it was great. I got to hear this song and I gave him my opinions on it. And, and you know, I want to help spread the word when, when he eventually puts it out there because I think it's a pretty cool concept. It's a, a, a song um, based on Star Wars and it's pretty fantastic in, in the way that Steve Ludwin does his stuff. Now, is it... Um... Is it as good as MC Chris's Vet to Vet? I think it's pretty fantastic. I'm going to go out on a limb and wow. say it's, it's pretty damn good. Because MC Chris is probably like my favorite. It, it's uh, not as, as geeky as MC Chris. Okay, all right. But it's definitely um, got its appeal. And I think it's it's being recorded. Uh, I don't know if I can say. Don't say. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Don't say. But it's being recorded by a popular band. Cool. It would be interesting to see if it gets any legs and goes and yeah, and Steve's just an awesome guy. With you know, he's got his really cool collection of animals, and um, mm. he of course has a CG iguana, which is just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, you know, that's another species that, if it was more available, readily available, I think would trump and do a lot better for the green iguana than anything because green iguanas just they just make sucky pets. Like they just they really suck. They you know they're really cute and they're little, but they outgrow the abilities of most people. Um, these males get super aggressive during breeding season. Mm-hmm. They're just not good pets. They they get big, and uh, Fiji's don't man. Fiji's max out like that. Did you see the full size mm-hmm. of one? Mm-hmm. That's an adult. Mm-hmm. So like they max out like three feet total length, you know, and and so they stay relatively smaller. They're super colorful. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just as bald as the big ones. Like they're more territorial and stuff, but they're they're cool and they reproduce readily in captivity. 
there's just a lot of weirdness about the laws of. of well, they're CITES as well, aren't they? <clears throat> they're not only CITES, but like they uh, they are all of them are considered personal property of the Fiji Islands, the royal oh, of Fiji Islands. Okay. It's like one of those things, like Tuataras, right? Where hmm. they're, they're like being considered parts of their sovereign. Well, I know there's um a uh breeder vendor up in uh, Canada and right. NBK Reptiles. He always has a uh, Fiji Island iguana there and I'm I just always sit and stare at it for a good ten minutes. Yeah, it's, it's just so cool. And it's a beautiful fucking lizard, you know, and yeah. they're so much better suited, like I said, to captivity. So um it, it it's really cool to be able to play with that collection and see somebody's personal little collection. It's not part of anything commercial big. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, see him <clears throat> come up with these cool animals and you know, it's fascinating shit. And and Steve is just I, I could listen to Steve for hours. He's a fascinating, fascinating dude. And, That's cool. Yeah, I think we'll hear more about him and his projects in the future, but looking forward to it. For sure. I mean, you gotta meet him, man. I'm telling you. I'd love to. You, you must make a pact with me right now. You you are going to you're going to. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going. With me. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. we have to go. When you, when you make your appointment, I'll make my appointment. I, I, was up to, I will hang up right, right after the show, and we will get with Inky and be like, where are you up to? And, and let's go and let's plan it because yep. it's a must. It's a, it's a life experience. It's a must-have. And we'll, we'll go and we'll stay up there by him in Sudbury. Mm-hmm. And it's a town. Like, the houses all have doors, dude, that I swear to God are probably 24 inches across of that. They're like, they're anti, wow. they're like anti-American yeah, so it's like you can't fit Yankees through there, you know. Like it's unbelievable, man. And, and the whole town is these little, little tiny doors, and it's just a really cool town to see and, and cool town to watch. So very cool. Yeah, you, you you need to be there. Yes, I will be there. I will be there next year, Inky Joe. I promise you. Ink and crumpets. Ink and crumpets. <laughs> that sounds like a good dinner date. <laughs> uh, so what else? I guess you know, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff in between. Um, I made poor Emma show me like all these movie sites, like places. I was totally home. jealous that you got the Star Wars one, man. Did you, saw, right, the, did you see the Harry Potter one? Yes. It has like the spot where Hermione walked mm-hmm. out of her house. It's like a real spot, and and of course you can, it is, like, yeah. hang out there, and it looks all CGI, but it's really not. Like it's like a legit spot, and and then um we went to the station. We stopped on purpose at the train station. And it's not nine reporters. Cube. No, 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 no. Um, where where the one of the attacks occurred for my like one of my all time favorite most most favorite movies of all like all ever epicness of known to me is um the American Wolf. Ah, and, okay, and okay. We went to one of the scenes in the station where the dude was killed by the werewolf, and like where you see the werewolf, and so it's just it was pretty cool because it was pretty much generally unchanged, so it was it was cool to see it, and um yeah, and and. <clears throat> And it's all like Piccadilly Circus and all the cool spots cool. that were filmed in. So. Were there elephants at the circus? No. Not that kind of circus. Typical well, it like, Yank it, question. It was like, yeah, no, you're such a... Not even a tourist. I'm such an American. <laughs> Ignorant American. <laughs> they had like... It was a really cool area. Imagine Times Square times three, but clean, a little bit cleaner. Hmm. Really big. Like all kinds of crazy shit going on from street performances to, you know, scheduled shit and... Very visual with giant screens and lights and okay, pubs and restaurants and millions of people in every direction in the streets and a Chinatown and it's like a little mini New York area. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Um. So that was that, and and I got to experience that and, and oh, see some interesting things. Very cool. Very very London cool. Was man. a good experience, and it was good to see some of our listeners. It was good to hang out with Emma. 
Um, it was good to see the animals, of course, Inky Joe, just just fucking amazingness. And I, I really hope you come out next time, man. There's no hoping. Better, right? It's happening. There you go. We're gonna go to the next leg because we're running out of time. Yep. This is a journey into sound. I'm Marty Stauffer, and you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio with Danny and Andy. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Urban Jungles Radio. Urban 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 Jungles Radio. 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 Urban And you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Even how to start fires, because I was thrown off by that fire. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Anyway, um, of course, where do we even begin with Chicago, Andy? Um, well, I'll I'll start. Because uh, I flew in a day early. Uh, that's right, you did. I did fly in a day early. And what did you do in Chicago, Andy? Well, I wasn't in Chicago, actually. Where did you go? I went to Wisconsin. <gasps> Wisconsin? You I was a cheesehead for the day. You animal. You. I am. What, I was, am. what was down in Wisconsin? I visited our good friends, Fritz and Sam. Yay, Fritz and Sam. Yay. I got to see their collection of animals, which is uh, impressive. Nice. Yeah. Um, then we uh, hung out for a little bit. I got to have lunch with uh, Mr. Ryan McVeigh himself. Mystery. Which was nice. And he treated me to uh, Wisconsin, you know, typical lunch, which was cheese curds. Nice. It wasn't poutine. Oh, it wasn't poutine. It wasn't poutine, but... No french fries there? No, no french fries, but it was was fried cheese curds a la mozzarella sticks. Yeah. But they were like bite-sized. They were really good. They were really good. Nice. And then um, Fritz, Sam, and I headed to a Guar concert that night. Guar. Yes, Guar. The almighty Guar. Oh, your blood and semen covered... And uh, it was really lovely. And yay to all our Guar fans. Yay, yay to, <laughs> yay to the Guar fans. They were, they were doing a good show. And then um, I got a, a fantastic uh, two hour nap. And then I, I picked your ass up in <laughs> the airport. You picked me up at the break of dawn <laughs> for the festivities that began. And uh, we were like, probably like, what, the third people to roll in there. That oh my morning. God. Yeah, that was the earliest <laughs> we'd ever been there. We got there mad early on Friday and, and we set up our spot. And mm-hmm. um, of course, we're immediately greeted with the immediate warmth of, of Brian Potter and Bob Ashley, who are always so wonderful. And thank you guys for always being so supportive of Urban Jungle yes, Radio. Thank you. And they uh, accommodated us, and we were off and running, man. We set up our booth. We met up with, of course, our junglist of the trip, um, Mr. Gallo Garcia. Gutierrez. Gutierrez. <laughs> Garcia. They're all alike. <laughs> Gallo Gutierrez. <laughs> and uh, and Gallo was awesome enough to, to hook us up with some visuals and to be our security. And we got so many roles, and, and it inspirational genius behind a lot of the stuff that went down oh over my the, God, yeah. of the weekend. He, he, he played a huge role in in, in the weekend. I, I want to personally thank him, even though we did in person. And uh, Gallo, you fucking killed it, man. Yeah, you did, man. Good job, Gallo. Thank you so much for coming through to us. Mr. Garcia. <laughs> Mr. Garcia, yeah. Which Mr. Garcia? That's his new, 
his new alias is Mr. Garcia. Mr. Garcia. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks to to Gal of course, for, and um and of course the the invaluable Gacy showed up and just stole the show as he always as he does. always does. Just unbelievable performance from Gacy from just start to finish, never letting our jungle junkies down. Nope. Always keeping smiles on our faces. Always loving life and being so goddamn excited about being. He's always so excited about the, about these reptile shows. It is, man, and he's and people are excited to to see him. He's become a fixture in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, people were genuinely happy to see him and mm-hmm. literally taking the shirt off of his back and literally. Excitement. And and Gacy, of course, not only got around at the show, but at the auction, my man just threw he it was down. A diva. He was a vanna. He was a vanna. Well, he, he is a diva though. He is a diva. But he was a vanna at the auction and, mm-hmm. and just fucking rocked it hard for UJR. And he was in the middle of the action and uh you know, the dude just just makes it awesome. So also special thanks to Gacy and uh for coming out. And um man, our people out there are just Fantastic. The animals are great at this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the auction was groundbreaking. We watched mm-hmm. Steve Sykes come up with a $10,000 bid uh, sorry, for a leopard gecko for citrus something or other leopard gecko. Lemon frost. Citrus lemon frost. This makes me hungry. Um, citrus lemon frost leopard gecko. And I think it got matched by, let's see, not Rodent Poe. No, Gourmet. Gourmet Rodent. Got matched it so for it was what a total of twenty thousand dollars right for a leopard gecko, mm-hmm. which is just unfucking believable. Of course, we were right in the middle of the goddamn action from the stage mm-hmm. to the winning bid. I was right there raising poor Steve's hand every time and and oh my getting God. him all uncomfortable and like yeah. giving him the winning like throw your hands in the air, motherfucker. He's just like pulling it down and, like, and he's was, so not that type of guy. No, he's, he's so not, key, which is great. He's not, and of course that psychotic picture of me was taken. Um, which is the which is the dude? That's like the best picture of the, the fucking ideal, show. Like that, like that captured the moment completely accurately. Steve just uh, nice and chill, nice and calm, and then you just an excitable oh ball Cuban. It was fucking great. I was so excited for him, and we were right in the middle of the action, and it was like watching him outbid JMG with just completely just love. confident. And it was just great. And like I knew he was taking it home. And when he took it home, I made sure the man rocked it. I made sure everybody knew that he rocked it. I made sure everybody knew that he'd just done something unbelievable and exciting yep. and so yeah that picture was great it was just me jumping around the blur and he was just all calm cool and collected doing his bit. and every single time man every single time phil went to the mic steve was just like yep yeah, like just, yep. just no, no. And I was like, I was like, turned around. And I was like, motherfucker, are you sure you know how much you're bidding? Like, you know, just, just are you not drunk? Are you here? Are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, he was. It was good. It was good stuff, and it was fantastic to see that. And 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 I, I feel like we had a tremendous presence at this show as Urban Jungles Radio. We we really had a lot of fun with T Rex. Made another appearance and met up with one of his kin there. It was nice. <laughs> and rocked around Long with his brother. Another, yeah, he rocked it with another T Rex. Um, uh, one of the the most outstanding bids of the evening, Andy, was your bid for our very own furry for yeah. the day, and and the very next day we had um the lovely oh gosh what was her name Jamie Jamie the lovely Jamie showed up in her furry costume for us and um which was rock. pretty badass it was amazing it was a fucking amazing costume yeah and uh whatever it is a furry it was amazing furry and and. Uh, our listeners and the attendees loved it. She was wonderful. She went out into the audience and um, mm-hmm. did her thing. And, and you know... Just, her, her and T-Rex may have hooked up at a point. Her and T-Rex did their thing off in the corners yep. and, and, and made some people happy. So and, nine months from now, there will be some uh, <laughs> exclusive UJR-only 
T-Rex hybrid. <laughs> It'll be all good stuff. Indominus furry. <laughs> Indominus first. Indominus Harris. Oh my gosh. And and it was good, man. And you know, there's there's I have to say this because it's obvious and it was like a big story, which is unfortunate. But of course there was some drama. Um nothing really significant, honestly. It was just between somebody who really had a hard on for Brian Barchak and you know, took moments to attack him and it, you know, I, I don't really have much to say on this because it was just dragged through social media. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about it, but it's just, it's kind of a shame when I, I am all for going after somebody for a legitimate reason. Um, and I think in the greater scheme of things, this wasn't really one of those reasons. And it was just a dumb thing. And whatever, it should not have been blown out to the proportions that it did because it overshadowed a really amazing event, which was mm-hmm. the NARBC show. Um, the North American Reptiles Breeders Conference in Tinley Park, which never fails to disappoint. And regardless of what you heard with all that drama, that was the minuscule moment in time mm-hmm. over the course of the weekend because the majority of the weekend was spent with everybody having huge smiles on their faces, yep. um, having fantastic time. As you saw in our interviews, I mean, even when we were trying to be serious, nobody really could because it was just so much fucking fun mm-hmm. all the way across mm-hmm. the board. And um, we haven't uh, we haven't given him a shout out, Big Bobby D. Delaney. Bobby Delaney doing some amazing drawings for us. Um, who camped out? Yeah, of course. This is a really cool drawing he did. Andy's holding up to the camera um, a sketch of me running away in my. He did a scarf, quick sketch, man. Doing stuff. It's amazing. It was it was such a pleasant surprise. It was such a really nice surprise. You get. I wasn't expecting it at all. It was like the end of the day and. Mm-hmm. Type of thing, and when you showed it to me, it was just so cool, and it was it was ingenious, you know, me and the scarf and the aviators taking a selfie, being chased by T Rex that captured so much of the moon on the weekend. Yep. So yeah, and, and I, I got a wonderful little sketch and myself. You did too. You got one, a great one. You show us yours, Andy. It, it's um basically Andy trying not to be faulted um with the deflating T Rex, and he's saying, I swear it was inflatable, it's inflatable. I swear. And uh, really good drawing, and I can't wait to to yeah to frame mine. Oh, absolutely! This is gonna go in a frame. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Really fantastic artwork by Bob Delaney, and, and Bobby hung out with us. And another one of his originals. Yeah, his original, which is just fan freaking tastic of a T Rex that's painted just like the Joker with the Joker riding it, and um, just really really good stuff. Bobby is, is an amazing artist, so make sure you check out. He's a talented local Chicago artist. Check him out, man. He is. He is, and and he he's made some pretty awesome contributions in the past to uh, U.S. Arc as mm-hmm, well with mm-hmm. his artwork. So um, big shout out to Bobby. And, and it was good to hang out with him. It was good to hang out with him for the course of the weekend. <clears throat> that was the most we ever hung out with him. And, uh, yeah, that it was. was. Great. It, it was great. Was, it was a good dude. And uh, just him, Gal, and, and seeing our boy Caden again and, and watching him do his thing mm-hmm. for the Junior Crocodile. Crocodile something group. Oh, my God. What are they called? Junior Crocodile, Junior Crocodile Specialist, Specialist Group. Yeah. There we go. Caden held it down for them and, and did some work holding uh, saltwater crocs and yeah. alligators and all that good stuff. And as did uh, as did our wonderful uh, Mark Tovar, his daughter Danielle, Danielle was Tovar. representing as well. That's right. She did a really great did job. A, they both did for for young people. They did a they fantastic, did fantastic job. Jobs. Yeah, they did a really great job repping and, and they embodied the enthusiasm of working mm-hmm. with these animals. And, and to the best of my knowledge, neither one of them have any experience with large Crocodilian. Nice. So that which, was which one is, of their which first. is a great experience for them, you know. Very, very. And very the uh, all the animals were on loan from uh, Rob Carmichael from the Wildlife Discovery Center, right. which is a fantastic place in Lake Forest, which is, is gorgeous. Good stuff, man. And, yeah. and all the way around, it was it was amazing. And records were broken for the auction. 
Um, it looked like the show was phenomenal. So many people were there. The animals were great. Mm -hmm. A lot of really beautiful, fantastic animals. Um, we had our spider pickups, which were always never, never dull. Yeah. Um, it was it was really good, man. And, and then a shout out with the spiders to Natalie Bieto. Natalie, who came out. Who came out. Finally. Yeah, right. Finally, after a four-year hiatus, she finally came out, man. And she rocked it, man. She killed it. She rocked it. She killed it, man. It was, it was awesome. It was yeah. good to see her representing yep. in our East Coast fan. It was just good, man. It's such a great show when the worst part of it is just... We're now getting to the point where we're just like... It's like severing an arm. Like We're just... Mm -hmm. When we're out of there at the end of the weekend, we just duck our heads down and get out of there as quick as we can. Say yep. our goodbyes when necessary. And just leave because it sucks. Like, it's such a bad part of the trip. is mm -hmm. saying goodbye to everybody there that we, we've gotten to know and love over the years. And Old friends, new friends. Yeah. It's, and, it's and, incredible, man. And that show, you know, Brian and, and Potter and Bob Ashley have always been so incredibly supportive to us from the beginning. They yeah. are one yeah. of the major fuels behind Urban Jungles Radio. And... I want to make sure we thank them for that because without them, I don't think we'd be doing what we do in no. a big way. No. Um, just, just really fucking fantastic time. If you haven't come out yet, it's Chicago show is a reptile destination in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, it's plan your year around it. It's totally worth coming out, especially to the fall show, which is the bigger one of the two. Mm -hmm. It's worth planning your year around it. But conversely, I think we're going to be heading out to a few more NARBC shows around the country, yeah. hopefully Arlington and Anaheim. So we'll be hitting you guys up soon, and hopefully you'll see more of us. And that was the weekend, Andy. That was the freaking weekend. That was a four-week weekend. That was a four-week weekend, and it was awesome, and we kicked ass because we are Urban Jungles Radio. And we and I can't wait for the next four-week weekend. Fan-fucking-tastic. This concludes another episode of the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, and most importantly, you, our jungle junkies, for tuning in this evening and supporting us in all that we do. Don't forget to tune in next the Friday night for another Damn. live episode. And if you miss any of our shows, be sure to download them on iTunes for free. Be sure to like Urban Jungles Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at UJ Radio. Thank you for listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Danny, did I forget anything? Yes. Special thanks to Grant Crossman and the Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo. Thanks to Brian Potter, Bob Ashley over at NARBC. Thanks to the amazing, spectacular, wonderful Emma Locke for her hospitality and so much more over while staying in London. Um, also, thanks to Inky Joe for being up with me for so long. And to all of our Jungle Junkies and listeners who came out and made our trips awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to us and for being so supportive of us because we would be nothing without you. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and thanks for listening. Laters.